Who am I? Where do I come from? Why am I here? These three questions lie at the heart of every origin story. And today we're going to help you think through your origin story and why it matters for wherever you want to go. As a speaker, I often get asked to tell my story to groups. I spent years struggling to figure out what kind of story my life was telling. There were so many pieces to choose from and I get overwhelmed trying to assemble them into something that was cohesive, let alone inspirational. And it wasn't until I crafted my origin story that I had a foundation where I could build everything else off of. And so today we'll discover how everything from Star Wars to Joseph Campbell to the narrative metaphor can inspire you to define and craft your origin story. Welcome to the Live a Meaningful Story podcast, where we learn how to navigate life one film at a time. We are four friends with backgrounds in storytelling, filmmaking, teaching, and narrative therapy. Join us on our quest towards telling and living our stories more meaningfully. I'm Derek Hatch. My name is Nick Natal. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Joseph Wilson. I'm Jason Lin. It is official now. The All Things Narrative Podcast has transformed into the Live a Meaningful Story Podcast. So glad to have you guys here yep. all the time now. It's going to get yeah. feel nice it's and the cozy. New spot. And then, yeah. Comfortable. Well, this podcast is inspired by what we call in narrative therapy, the narrative metaphor. So have you guys ever heard that term before? Yeah, when you say it. Ah, yeah. yes. I do say it a From lot. You. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the most basic definition is that we make sense of our lives through <laughs> stories. Okay. And there's three ways that we do this. So one is that we all have stories that we're telling about ourselves internally to ourselves, mm. right? So as we experience life, there's a narrative that we're constructing. And that narrative mm. is giving us purpose, meaning, identity, all those different things about who we are. The second type of story is a story that we tell to others. So are the stories that we tell ourselves congruent with the stories that we tell other people mm. about our lives? And then the third one is what are the stories that are told around us, the stories that are told to us, right? Stories in our culture, stories yeah. in history. And so this podcast is really about exploring how those three kinds of stories all come together. And so over the next eight episodes, we're going to get a chance to dive into each of our stories through conversations around films that are very meaningful to us. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about this idea of our origin story here and how every single one of us, although we might not think of it like that, we all have an origin story about how do we become who we are, where did we come from, and why are we here? What is our why for living? I was told that I was born on Friday the 13th. When I was born, like, it was, like, dark and, like, it was still storming and raining. I was like, oh, that's a great little... <laughs> Very dramatic. Yeah, that's a good dramatic thing for my life. That that kind of sums up everything. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. And was that somebody that told you would tell you that? Like, oh, no, frequently? my parents. <laughs> and that's almost like a fourth kind, right? Is what yeah. are the stories that other people are telling about you? Mm. And how do those affect your story? So for me, for these first two episodes, I want to talk about a set of stories that's always been near and dear to my heart. And that is the original Star Wars trilogy. Mm. 
And you know, I thought this would be a fitting start because the first episode of the All Things Narrative podcast that ever had the four of us together was Star Wars. Was why we love Star Wars. Yeah. Wow. And that's the whole reason that. why Nick is even here. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because he dared <laughs> Derek is about to, to tell disagree. His origin story of the last <laughs> Jedi being the no. <laughs> And that's fair. You just haven't accepted that that part of the story yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I just need to give it more time. Well, you know, I think the thing that struck me when you told me that was that that was your first Star Wars film. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Why? Why the so, last so God, well, so God like, can why create we... this right now? Yeah. <laughs> it all it's comes perfect. back around. God Nothing gets doing. wasted in a good story. No, that's it right there. Yeah, I'm here for you, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want that to be true for my daughter. Uh, so on New Year's Eve, I said, I think it's time, Addie, for you to watch Star Wars. And so everybody asked, what are you going to start with? I'm like, a new hope, duh. Like, does anybody, like, disagree? And... It was funny because some people were like, oh, are you going to start from chronologically with Phantom? I'm like, God, no. She'll never want to watch a Star Wars yeah. movie again if I start with Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> start with Rogue One. Get it? Uh-huh. Yeah. For a six-year-old, for a, for a six-year-old Rogue uh-huh. One? Yeah, set the tone. Yeah, yeah. this is Star Wars. Uh-huh. <laughs> six-year-old girl. It, it was, it, yeah. It was a really beautiful moment, though, on New Year's Eve to stay up late with her to get Aww. to watch Star Wars. She had a million questions. And it's funny because now, like, on Letterboxd, I rate everything. Yeah. And she sees my Letterboxd. And so she turns to me when it's over, and she's like, that's a three, three and a half. Three and a half out of five you, stars. You cannot influence your kids on The Last Jedi. Let them, <laughs> let them rate that movie themselves. Oh, gosh, no. But you see, when I was a kid, I wanted to create a world as rich as Star Wars. You know, I had all the figures. I was into the lore and the mythology. And they they were probably my favorite films from childhood. They were the ones that I remember just being so excited to watch and getting to act out. And it just inspired me to be creative. And it's where I think I could trace my passion for storytelling back to. Because I just remember being so caught up in these three films and mm-hmm. the story they were telling and I was like I didn't know stories and movies could be this good Yeah, and so I'm going to read a, a synopsis here for anyone if you have never seen the original Star Wars a long time ago in a galaxy far far away Princess Leia is captured and held hostage by the evil Imperial forces in their effort to take over the Galactic Empire venturesome Luke Skywalker and dashing Captain Han Solo team together with the lovable robot duo R2-D2 and C-3PO to rescue the beautiful princess and restore peace and justice in the Empire. The Empire. So, A New Hope is a game-changing film for cinema, Mm -hmm. right? 1970s, the greatest decade of film, at least Nick and I's opinion. Mm -hmm. And it comes along in this time when a lot of films are a lot more darker, bleaker explorations of humanity. And Star Wars, George Lucas comes along and says, I want to tell something that's very mythic. Yeah. Space opera is the word that he uses a lot mm-hmm. to describe it. And that documentary, uh, Empire of Dreams, if you've yeah. never seen it, it's on it's Disney+. Plus. And that's almost as, that's as fascinating as the actual s- story of Star Wars is. It's yeah. the story of how it was made and how it came together because he wanted to craft a story and create these films that pulled together all these different elements Mm -hmm. of ancient mythic storytelling and put them together in one place for the modern day. 
And I resonate and connect so much with that because I feel like with all things narrative as a company, that's what I'm trying to do is pull all these different elements of storytelling from Joseph Campbell to Donald Miller to yeah. Jordan Peterson to films to uh, narrative therapy, right? Putting all these things together and letting them sit side by side. And so rewatching that documentary, I relate to him a lot, even just as a person like George Lucas, there's like this constant theme where he's like always like, I'll just do it myself. myself yeah. yeah, and I'm <laughs> even, just like, oh, this even is... Even rewatching it, <laughs> This is like, me all the time. This looks like, it looks great. Like, it even looks better than some of the stuff like that is out now. Yeah, like, it holds it up looks. really yeah, well. It looks really, really... I'm like, how do they even do this? <laughs> yeah. Toys, like, I know, toy mo they use, models, like, yeah, they paintings, use model and stuff. the yeah. animatronics and yeah. the creatures. Mm -hmm. There's like, like so many cool things that I've never seen before. Yeah, it's like this. I was like, they need to make it where they have to go back to this type of like... Like production style where they have to. Like, it's very hands on, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a craft to it. The fireworks going on the ship as the camera moves in, mm -hmm. like all the blasts. Yeah. It's cool. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, it's great. It, so that documentary is good, like supplemental material to Star Wars. And I love that George Lucas had a story that he knew he wanted to tell, mm -hmm. and that shaped how he lived his life. Yeah. The choices mm -hmm. that he made, the people that he surrounded himself with. And it's there's there's definitely a connection that you see between the story that he wants to tell and what it means to live out a great story. And I mean, it's so closely together. I mean, he named the title character after himself, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Did you just realize that? Hikey, though, I'm just now realizing it too. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So, oh. <laughs> so he's putting himself sense. in the narrative, right? Yeah. He really is connected to it on a deep level, which is why he fought so hard mm. to get it made the way that he did. And he was willing to do whatever he could to do that. And it's yeah. like the hybrid of independent filmmaking and playing within that like larger corporate Hollywood structure. Yeah. So yeah, anything like stand out to you guys at all about the, his story, about how it all came together? Just looking at how you connected to it, like understanding how you are, Derek. You see a lot of <laughs> me in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's it's the, I know what what's the story I want to tell and I'm going to actually like drive and do it. And you can try to say it's not going to work, but you know, I'm going to prove you wrong, which is yeah. actually, and he made, and he made like his movies and he was able to make his more of his own movies and establish his own little universe. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's pretty wild. And then it became what it is now. Yeah. It's well, not as good with, without him though. But well, you know. it, yeah. I yeah. mean, we won't even talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Those, I agree, but yeah. <laughs> But I actually see a lot of him in you too, Joe. Yeah, I like. Um, with, I think the your, world building. Yeah, uh, I feel like with mine, mine kind of borrows from some elements. Yeah, but his was his like whole entirely own thing, right? Which I'm just like, that's like. Well, but that's the interesting thing is his stuff is borrowing things too. Like, have mm. you guys ever seen Flash Gordon? No. Like those old serials or even the remake, right? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, that when you watch Flash Gordon, you're like, this is Star Wars. Everywhere. Okay. You know, if you watch like Seven Samurai or a lot of like his yeah. films and you see like those old Japanese like samurai films, that's all Star Wars. Old Westerns is very like, yeah, definitely Star borrowing like from like with the cantina and scene yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like there is so much he's borrowing. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is he's not like Tarantino where he's like paying homage to it, where it's really obvious that that's what he's mm -hmm. doing. He's making it his own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really admire and respect about yeah. him for better or for worse. Even when the choices don't always work out, like in the prequels, yeah. right? 
I admire just how clear his vision is and how he's yeah. put making everything his own. I can connect to how like how he struggled as like to direct people with dialogue, just yeah. because it's like he has this already character in his head. Yeah, but he doesn't know how to explain that to like to people. So yeah. it's like I know I know how it is. I just can't tell you how I can't fully explain to you how it is. Just right. because it's like that deep connected to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he he was aware that as he was creating Star Wars that he was really trying to do something special. Mm-hmm. That he was really trying to do something on this big level because television is kind of like our modern novels, you know, like our long form storytelling and film is like our modern like plays or theater. Even though we still have plays, theaters and novels and all that, film like if you go back to like the Greeks who would go to like these productions, these plays, mm-hmm. and it'd be an audience together yeah. for a couple hours, they'd experience something, that sense of catharsis. That's a lot of what films are yeah. now for yeah. us. And that's what I think he's aware of is that he's creating something that's like a myth. And the way that I know this is that whenever I do a workshop, whenever I do coaching, whenever I do anything like that at all, I, I'll try to give examples from different films and I'll be like, well, have you seen this? Have you mm-hmm. seen that? And I'll look for hands up, right? And then I'll get to the inevitable. All right, how many of you have seen Star Wars? Every hand goes up yeah. pretty much every time. Yeah. And even if somebody hadn't seen it, they're at least familiar mm-hmm. with Star it. Wars, yeah. And that to me is like extremely powerful. Yeah. Like the fact that those stories are so in the public and cultural consciousness and which is why when i teach the hero's journey that's what i go to Mm. because joseph campbell the guy who developed the hero's journey george lucas was his student and joseph campbell actually said that george George lucas was the best student he ever had in terms of storytelling like for all his flaws as a director and as a filmmaker i think it's clear that he is a phenomenal storyteller and the way he understands the hero's journey because that's what a new hope is is it's Joseph Campbell's 17 stages of the hero's journey, like in one film. And then the other two films in the trilogy expand on those different stages and they tell a larger hero's journey that it, that those three films together connect with. There's essentially, even though there's 17 stages, there's essentially like, if I could boil it down, there's essentially like six overarching things that every origin story has. So they're from the hero's journey, but I think you could apply this to any origin story because this is like the most common form of storytelling that we have. Mm -hmm. Every superhero origin story uses it, like a lot of stories where it's the first in a series will do this. And it always starts with a call to adventure. So what is that initial push that gets a character moving? Mm. So when you think about your life, so there's different call to adventures we experience as well. So starting a new job, moving to a new place, getting married, right? So that's a call to adventure <laughs> for you just starting out there. Yeah. So when you think of this idea of a call to adventure, like what comes to mind either like from when you see it in A New Hope or in your own lives? Well, in A New Hope, definitely. Well, Luke has been wanting to answer that call for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been hearing for it and it hasn't come. And then it comes when the two droids come into his life. Yeah. And then there's that message. And ultimately, it gets answered when the alternative is destroyed. His, you know, what was it? Owen? I can't remember. Yeah, his yeah, un- uncle yeah. Owen. Uncle and auntie. Yeah, yeah his uncle and aunt uh, die. Yeah. And tragedy is like, there's nothing left. Like, I'm, I'm going now. Look. Yeah, so in, the, in A New Hope, that's what I see. 
Yeah. Would it even be at that point? Because he didn't, like, he was still resistant even when Obi-Wan was like, come on with me. Like, oh, you know, my parents, well, like, that's I the- go back to my my farm and my uncle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then when he got back, they're dead. He's like, well, I mean, I guess. Well, yeah, it's well- <laughs> funny It's funny that you say that because that's actually part of it too. Okay. It's called the refusal of the call. Yeah. Mm. So it's when you get called to it and you you doubt, right? You doubt yourself. You're like, I don't know if I could really I do it. Do and then there's usually something that pushes you, right? And that's the push for him. It pushes death. Yeah, usually <laughs> death is, yes. Yeah, it is a push. Death yeah. is usually the push. Mm-hmm. It's, that's a push in, in our lives too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But have you guys ever, like, experienced, like, a call to adventure of some sort? Yeah. So I'd say for me, it was when I got the job offer where I eventually met you guys. That was my call to adventure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Say, hey, would you be interested in this? And I said, yes, I would definitely like to do that. And that led to this. Yeah. Like, like there's so many things that wouldn't have happened if I had said no to that. And it has been an adventure, and it's changed even from what I thought it was going to be at first. Yeah. But... That call came, and I had my doubts. You know, you know what some of it was. Like, hey, this might happen if you do. Are you still cool with that? And I said, yeah. Uh, yeah. And here we are now. We could have multiple calls to adventure, can't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's ongoing. Yeah. It's almost like when I teach the hero's journey, it's like an ongoing circle. like circles that yeah. we get into, right? We interact with different stages. And I remember doing the hero's journey with your students too. And I remember them sharing different things about what their calls to adventure were. And a lot mm-hmm. of them, they said getting a new sibling, mm-hmm. right? So when a new child, a new family member comes in, that's definitely a call to adventure that I'm on right now. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm in different stages of the hero's journey Maybe. with my kids, yeah. but now I'm in starting another one with yeah. another kid. You have mm-hmm. a circle so. within a circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what Lucas is doing with Star Wars, right? <laughs> circles within circles. Yeah. But... That moment where, like, Luke is, like, staring out at the twin sons, Mm -hmm. and he's just, like, longing for something, like, so much Two circles, Derek. Two circles. Two circles, yes, exactly. Two brothers. Two two circles. Two circles. Yeah. That's it for me. Like, I, I had that longing, especially when I started getting into, like, high school and college. I had that longing for some sort of adventure. Yeah. And... In different ways, I found it. Moving to Florida was definitely a call to adventure. That's from, the same. Right, Joe? Yeah, that's the same. Yeah, from Cali. Yeah. From the recent, like, besides the recent call to adventure of being <laughs> married and things like that. Yeah. Also, it's funny enough, Jason was just at my place, and he saw that call of adventure. Like, I want to go get some cookies. And <laughs> I was like, babe, I'm about to go ahead and go get some cookies. He was uh-huh. like, no, I don't, I don't think you should. And I'm like, Jason, I can't go ahead. I can't, I can't go get cookies anymore. <laughs> He was like, oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah, conversation. Uh, can't just can't just go, go and get cookies. <laughs> yeah. But no, but There's the New Republic. <laughs> literally. <laughs> but um I would say like the other one would be going to moving out here to Florida. But yeah. that was more kind of a forced adventure. A forced? Yeah, a pushed adventure. I can't say it exactly on the podcast. Good. But I can tell you guys after. But yeah. mom definitely pushed me. Mm-hmm. To yeah. come to Florida. <laughs> I remember the yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was still a call of a, to adventure. It's but a good you know, choice, Miss Senior. It was a good. It was a good choice. Yeah. I'm here now. Look, I'm married yeah. out here. You know, it's a good life. 
doing podcasts out here. Forcing but... kids to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you should force your kids to do stuff. <laughs> well, and that's what's so fascinating, right? Is when we go around the table and we hear all of us here, like we all had something that brought us to this moment today. We yeah. all, there's an origin story for this podcast. Yeah. And you know, Joe, I met you there working there and yeah. I met Nick mm-hmm. and I, it's just, it's crazy like how it all, all came together there. That was our nexus point. Yeah, it really was. Those six pieces of the hero's journey that are a part of every origin story, That the if the first part's the call, the second part are the people, right? So who's the guide, the mentor, the helper, the mm. companions that you go with, right? So with Luke, yes, Obi-Wan is the guide, mm. and but then we've got like Han and Chewie that are going to be the companions, and so it's assembling. Mm. Like you see yeah. that Lucas is assembling the origin story together there. And then once the group is assembled, then there's the trials, the thresholds to cross, the bellies of the beast to descend into, mm. the temptress, right? The cave, like all these different images that Campbell uses here throughout a new hope. Like you, you see that, like they have to deal with small trials, like in the cantina with Greedo and the guy trying to pick a fight with Luke. Then they have to get out and the empire's chasing them. Then they get dragged into the belly of the beast of the whale with the death star. Mm -hmm. Then they have to disguise themselves, right? It's a trial after trial after trial. And they're, and they do it together. Right. And some, they have to do alone and some, they have to do as a team. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's all like a part of that, that origin story there. But then out of that comes the fourth thing, which is like a transformation or an epiphany of some sort, mm. like some sort of insight. And it's interesting because the one in A New Hope is that Luke witnesses Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and they're having their duel. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan sacrificed himself. Yeah. And that's kind of like the final path of the Jedi is like self-sacrifice. And that's he funny. knew that said, yeah. if yeah, <laughs> yeah. he sacrificed he himself and the other friends got away, he was doing that. <laughs> But the epiphany that he walks away from is it's about how to use the force. Yeah. And Obi-Wan is kind of that guide that's with him even when they're not he's not physically present. And that's ties into what's called the boon or the elixir, which is like what is that thing that he brings back that's going to make things better? Mm. And that's of course the the plans for the Death Star. Yeah. And then from that, he's able to go take what he's learned, he takes the epiphany, he takes the boon, he puts it together. The, you, the Force, the Death Star plans, and Luke is able to go in and blow up the Death Star, this weapon that is, like, blowing up planets and yeah. wants to bring destruction and chaos. And through that, he becomes the master of two worlds. I mean, he literally gets a medal, so it's, mm-hmm. like, super on the nose. And that gives the people freedom to live. But, yeah, any thoughts on that, on kind of, like, that thrust of the hero's journey? What I can relate to, actually, with the – you were kind of my – you were my wizard, basically. When I started working. Oh, yeah. I kind of, I guess I was kind of a guide figure, right? Yeah. yeah. And you died. That's interesting. <laughs> you, you left. Yeah, you left. I, yeah, yeah. But, exactly. But, but I still have still are haunted yeah. by my voice. I'm still haunted. <laughs> Jason. You're the force ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Time management. <laughs> Don't forget your keys. I can't. You literally forgot his jacket at my place. I just brought him that jacket back today. Oh, man. <laughs> So you guys enable me. I I can just lose my stuff and it's fine. You're right. See, I should just soldier check. It'll be you, you watch you watch it to me. I know where it's going to be. Yeah. See, it's we're going always to be brought there. to me and placed at my feet. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, you were you were basically my you know my guide, my my mentor at the time in a new place. You showed me the ropes and like at some point you had to leave, but right. I kept what you had taught me, 
And I kept it with me on my journey. And, th there. and that's not uncommon in the hero's journey is for the guide at some point to leave, for the mentor mm -hmm. to leave, right? Because, yeah. And so literally I was just propelling your hero's journey for you by leaving. Yeah. So. Thank you for... You're welcome. You know, Thank what you for I leaving do. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can relate to like, like when Luke is like at his like lowest point pretty uh -huh. much mm -hmm. at the start of like his journey. Because I can, I, I can relate to that part. Like yeah. I'm feeling like this new journey is going to be so hard, but just understanding and learning the new aspect of where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough and it's rough, but it's good for you. It's good growing and stretching point. The fire, like the fire yeah. burns out yeah. the old. So yeah, it's good stuff. And when I think about my origin story, I, t I tell it a lot. It's probably the most common story that I tell. And I have like a five minute version of it, a one minute version. I try to help people like learn how to tell different versions of their story. And so when I tell my story, you know, my origin story, my call to adventure is essentially that I grew up loving all these different kinds of stories, right, mm. in films and books. And I was a story addict as a kid. I loved oh. it. But there was one story that I absolutely couldn't stand that I didn't like. You guys know what it was? No. No. It's my story. Oh. Mm. It's my story. Derek was spinning bars. <laughs> yeah, and usually the room gets really quiet when I yeah. share that, you know? And I... And the thing is, is like, I saw these great, meaningful stories mm. and I didn't feel like mine really mattered that much, mm. if at all. And I, but I wanted it to, because yeah. I knew that these stories were meaningful. And I, I always had this like perception of seeing my life as a story. Right. But you know, when I was like, especially like in middle school and early high school, and I was bullied a lot mm. and just really depressed. And I, I was getting into relationships and I pour my heart out with girls and think, you know, and just really try to be all in and just get my heart broken and would just go through these different cycles. And it, and I, I not only did it make me depressed, but it actually made me very suicidal because I already was struggling with if my life had any meaning. And then if I lost a friend or a girlfriend yeah. or something happened, or I was mocked for being, you know, a little drummer boy or whatever it was. And the thing is, is like, I always tried to hold it in and navigate it alone. Yeah. And I have to try to find ways to release it. And some of those ways were not very healthy. If, when people find out that I was like that, they were, sh they'd be shocked. They'd like, mm -hmm. I didn't know you like struggled with a lot of that stuff. Even my own parents, it was hard for them to learn that because I hid it. You know, and I really tried navigating it alone. And that was like the challenge is I knew there was something better. I had to fight to have the desire to want to keep going. God was my guide. Like yeah. God really was the one that I confided in about these things and opened up to first before any person. And God really started shifting my perspective on everything. When I was 16, I got in a really traumatic car accident. My car was totaled. And I don't know how I got out of the car completely unscathed. I'll actually, in the next episode, I'll yeah, go into more detail on it. Mm -hmm. But it caused me to engage everything in life with a greater sense of purpose. Yeah. And stories were no longer forms of escape trying to numb me from the feeling of inadequacy with my own story. But they actually became a means of empowerment. Yeah of how I could live my story better. They were inspirational. And I wondered that if I had a story that could do it, and it just started with me sharing it with people. 
and people realizing like, wow, I struggle with that too. Or wow, like I didn't know. And I resonate so much in the connection that was happening through that. Mm -hmm. Not only did it make me stronger, but it also was inspiring other people to share their stories. And so I wanted to create a space where people could tell those stories. That was like my epiphany there, right? Yeah. My epiphany, my transformation was like, oh my gosh, like I actually do have a story that's yeah. worth it. It's worth telling. It's worth living. And when I go out there and do it, people actually get inspired to tell. And it's like a chain effect. It's a domino effect there. And not only would it make me stronger, but people would come out and find healing as they told their stories. And so whatever job, whatever I've done in my career, I've always wanted to make space yeah. for people to tell their stories in whatever avenue it is. And so that's ultimately why I created All Things Narrative because I believe that everyone has a story worth telling, worth living, and that All Things Narrative can be that guide. We can act as the guide in their hero's journey and mm -hmm. being able to help them to tell and live their story more meaningfully. So yeah, any thoughts on that? Or I was even thinking, oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say I'd relate to that hero's journey way more than Star Wars or yeah. Luke Skywalker. Like that is so fantastical that I don't think I connect so much to that story um even the movie that i'm going to talk about next is like yeah. the complete opposite the hero's yeah. journey yeah that adventure is just very different from yeah the adventure that you had to go on and the adventure that i had to go on also i'm um, so i just relate to that way yeah more. well and it's interesting right because that hero's journey it's the same kind of story but it's told in completely yeah. different ways and when we get to the next episode mm. You're, you're right. For me, Empire and Return of the Jedi are there's that those are actually the stories I more personally connect with. And I'll mm -hmm. go into detail of what I connect with in those stories. But yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate you sharing that because I was even say, that, that's what's beautiful. The hero's journey can apply in so many mm -hmm. different ways. Yeah, No, I was even going to say I feel like all of us, I can speak for all of us at this table that like we can share that connection of feeling like I, our story didn't matter or some part of our life, yeah. like our story didn't matter to us. Um, yeah. But us understanding that, yeah, our, our story is the best story to us technically. Well, and that's, that's the thing. That's what I relate to with Luke in, in A New Hope is that Luke was just on the farm. He knew there was something out there, but he didn't know what it was. And it wasn't until something pushed him, right? Mm -hmm. So we talked about death is sometimes that brush. Mm -hmm. For me, it wasn't, well, I will talk about next episode that there were actually, there was a specific death that mm -hmm. led to this, but it was also the recognition of my own mortality, right? At 16, yeah. that I could die. I could lose right. it all yeah. at any moment. And that is what propelled me. And when Luke gets to the end of A New Hope and he looks back and you realize like, wow, I didn't know I was capable of the force and this whole, this whole new world. Like, I feel like that's what this has done for me is, yeah, it's opened me up to a whole new world that I didn't know was possible for my life. Yeah. And it all started with me just saying yes, even though I was refusing to for a while. Mm -hmm. So any thought? Any final thoughts on this idea of an origin story as we wrap up? Anything else on A New Hope? So Star Wars was not something I ever watched growing up. So I'm yeah. the opposite Same. of, right, of right. everything yeah. in, on the table. Right. No, no jokes is here, but The Last Jedi was my first. So the right, tradition right. of Star Wars and all huh? of that cultural energy was never instilled in me. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of like on the outside of it where you're like anchored in this tradition. Right, right. I guess that's part of your origin story. That, it is. that tradition is very important, especially when it comes to the mythology of Star Wars and films in general. Yeah, I mean, that particular one is absolutely. 
and even this idea of like a new hope. What is it like for hope to be birthed in us and to be rebirthed, right? Because Luke hasn't taken a journey yet, but it's interesting because the hope that's birthed in him is actually making hope possible for the people around him that he doesn't even know yet, right? Mm -hmm. Like he has no idea that by him going on this journey, it's actually going to play into a larger story of what's going on between the rebellion and the empire, right? And as we'll see in the next episode and the next films with his own father. And so that to me is what I started waking up to was that my story was actually going to propel changes in other people's stories. Mm -hmm. And it was going to birth a hope in them that neither I or they could have foreseen. And so that's why those stories are so important to me but it's interesting because A New Hope is a tradition and then the next two films actually subvert the tradition in a certain way. So it's it's both. Like I hold the tradition and I hold the subversion. I hold them together. Mm-hmm. Just to recap, if you are interested in learning to tell your origin story, here are what I think are the six essential pieces based on the hero's journey. Number one, Origin stories have a call to adventure, explains where we come from, and that gives context as we move away from there into the unknown. Number two, who are the people involved? The companions, the guides, mentors. Number three are the trials, crossing the thresholds, the belly of the whale, temptations, all these different things that we face along the way. And sometimes we face them alone and sometimes we face them with these companions. Number four is the epiphany, the aha moment, the apotheosis. What is that thing that is transforming and changing us because of the journey that we are on? Number five is the boon, the elixir. What is it that we are bringing back that's of value? So in other words, based on our transformation, how are we going to begin a journey towards transforming others? And that's where the last Part of it is take that thing that we've learned from our origin story and now we're ready to give it away to other people. If you want to know how to craft your origin story and communicate it effectively, then consider my Storytelling for Speakers program. It can be done either as a group workshop or one-on-one coaching. And you can learn how to tell your story in a powerful and concise way, whether it be in five minutes, one minute, or even like in a conversation like what we're having here. Now, all you have to do if you want to learn more about storytelling for speakers is visit allthingsnarrative.com. I'll put a link in the show notes in the description, and you can learn more about that program, or you could sign up for a free consultation, and we'll sit down and begin to figure out how to craft your origin story. So thank you guys so much for joining us on the Live a Meaningful Story podcast. And on our next episode, we'll dive deeper into my story, the rest of the Star Wars trilogy, and the search for meaning. Hope you'll join us for that. Thanks for listening to the Live a Meaningful Story podcast, produced by All Things Narrative. If you'd like to learn more about our coaching, workshops, events, please check out allthingsnarrative.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube 
at all things narrative. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tune in next time as we continue exploring the stories we love and the stories we live. Take care.